Views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. Welcome to this broadcast and podcast of Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed. Of course, I'm broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. Just want to give a shout out to everybody who's listening live right now or who may listen later. Now, if you're listening later, obviously you can't call in with any comments or questions. So let me get that telephone number out off the top or out the gate. 704 802 5056, that's 704-802-5056, hit the star key twice on your phone, that'll signal me, and always watch your background noise. We're going to do part two um, for this broadcast tonight of what is the deal with the coronavirus. Now, if you um, heard the last podcast that we did on this, uh, I think that was Friday night. Um, Was it Friday? Yeah, I believe it was Friday night. Uh, We had Brother Dave come on from Tando Radio Show to discuss, you know, what's going on with this novel coronavirus 2019-NCOV is the technical or scientific name for it. And Dave wanted to come back on and uh, also discuss more in depth some prevention measures. Um, Now, we will also share some of the recent news as there is a lot of news coming out uh, concerning the Novell coronavirus. Uh, Just some quick headlines and I'll read some excerpts from the articles uh, in just a bit. But you have 40,000 coronavirus cases, which may be the tip of the iceberg as the death toll nears 1,000 in China. Now, the 40,000 isn't just relegated to China uh, of these cases. From what I've been reading is that you're starting to see an increase in cases outside of China. Now, thus far, uh, from what I can see from some information put out by the World Health Organization, there's only been one death outside of China that's related to the coronavirus. So, I mean, that's some good that's some good news and hopefully, you know, we won't see it, see uh any more fatalities from this as it goes outside of the borders of China. And it's in more than just one or two countries, but you know, I did link to a huge document. It's in a PDF file. Uh, download, so you'll have to download that, but it's in our program description for tonight. They have released interim guidance on e- e- infection prevention during healthcare, home care, and advice on the use of masks, and I feel like we pretty much shared, shared some of that stuff on our last broadcast, how we talked about if you're using those surgical masks, they're only good for about 15 minutes. So you may want to double up and about not touching your face. You know, just like if you was 
if you was trying to avoid catching the flu or transmitting the flu, you know, if you're going out in public, oh, I know it's customary to shake people's hands, but, you know, this time you might want to keep them in your pocket. Or if you had to touch stuff out there in the public or on your job or whatever, you want you don't want to touch your face, you know, that's near your eyes, your nose, and, and your mouth. You, you So there's just certain little things that you can do to... Um, you know, prevent yourself or lessen your risk of contracting uh, this virus. And again, but they're saying in terms of worldwide cases, 40,000 might just be the tip of the iceberg. Okay. But of course, you know, uh, Dave will get more into some preventive measures uh, once we bring him in. Now, um, last night I saw on Twitter uh, sister, oh man, I'm forgetting her name, uh, Cynthia McKinney, Cynthia McKinney, I don't know if many of you are familiar with her, she's a former congresswoman, a full-time freedom fighter, um, and you know, she talks, she travels around the world, mostly focusing on, um, you know, confronting U.S. imperialism and warmongering and stuff, but on our last broadcast, I had mentioned the PNAC papers, I don't know, you know, if y'all recall that, but in 1998, a bunch of neoconservatives, and I would say maybe a, a one or two neoliberals, I mean, same difference to me, um, but, you know, the people like Dave would say on Tando, uh, those who start the wars won't be fighting in them, you know, but the PNAC papers were sent to uh, President Clinton in 2008. The PNAC papers were titled, um, from the project of a new American century, that's what PNAC stands for, and they've since dissolved and probably reformatted, or they just in another think tank. But they distributed this uh, paper called "Rebuilding America's Defenses," and they talked about creating biological weapons that could target people based on like an eye color or skin color, or other kind of attributes and what have you. And so in relation to the coronavirus, I saw her put that out last night. But as I commented and she agreed, we're not saying that this is a biological attack. We're just saying it's possible. We don't know. We don't have any smoking guns that we can point to, but you can't rule out anything, especially when you have psychopaths and sociopaths putting stuff out like that in official policy uh, papers. But also, you know, we have to be careful of disinformation as well. Um, this person on Twitter has shared uh, this Chinese billionaire who's a fugitive from China. He's wanted on rape charges as well as uh, bribery and, and theft. And he's here hiding out in the United States and the United States refuses to extradite him back to China to face his crimes, you know, because he's a billionaire. Now, this person wasn't a billionaire who knows, you know, Trump will probably serve him up. But this is a billionaire who, who ran and he's now living in the United States. Now, he hasn't been in China since 2015, but he is putting out 
um, through Steve Bannon. Yes, that Steve Bannon, the white supremacist or white nationalist, same difference, uh, that used to be in the Trump administration until, I guess, you know, he got too outlandish for even Trump, and Trump put him out. Or perhaps to save himself, you know, Trump got rid of him. Um, but he told Steve Bannon that he thinks that 50,000 people a day are dying, and he's basing that on, he's saying, the operation of crematoriums in the Wuhan uh, district. Now, I'm like, I said to the person who shared that, look, this dude been caught in lies before. He's a fugitive criminal, and other people are leaving that area uh, and being, you know, taken to their home countries. And also in another article, you got the Russians and you got some Africans uh, who are assisting China. And if 50,000 people a day was being cremated, I, I think that you will see huge smoke uh, clouds over Wuhan and it will be detectable by satellite imagery. You know, think about that. 50,000, I mean, I, I doubt if they even had a capacity to, to uh, I don't even think the Nazis was cremating 50,000 a day. Come on, man. So, uh, you know, we, we want to be responsible um, in, the, in the information that we put out we don't want to try to sensationalize anything, but at the same time, we also don't want to underestimate things. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, just take all information with a grain of salt. Now, on the good news front, uh, the coronavirus cases are allegedly dropping in China. Um, and that's according to the World Health Organization. That's what That's what they're saying. But they're also saying that you're getting an increase in, in infections outside of China, okay? And as I stated, China is lauding the uh, Russians and the African Union uh, for supporting them in this fight against the coronavirus. Um, so I'll just share a little bit from those articles, but before I do that, let me bring in Dave and get his initial thoughts. Uh, welcome back to BTR News, Dave. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, Scotty. How you doing, bro? Hey, I'm doing better, man. I'm doing better. Good, good, good to hear. Yeah, you know, it's it's a, a you know, because if you really think about it, this, this virus, now, I think what we really got to look at, like you said, Scotty, we got to be careful about a lot of different things. But, you know, some of the things that we can go off of um, is that yesterday China locked down Beijing and, and uh, Shanghai, some of the most important, Beijing being its capital, some of its most important cities. I heard Hong uh, Kong as well. With that? I, I, don't quote me, but I think I heard the same as in regards to Hong Kong. Yeah, and Hong, Hong Kong is locking down as, as, as well. So we're not there. We're here. Uh, but we definitely, there's so much to this. But I would say that this is the largest for a, you think about what it's doing to China. China is basically completely shut down as a viable economic engine that it was before. And that's huge, and that's really, really huge. And so uh, there's a lot of different things, and, and I wanted to today is talk about 
just some of the things that we could do to, to minimize or for us to prepare for it if this becomes a a pandemic of sizable and meaningful uh, impact. And, and, you know, Scotty, you talked about Cynthia uh, McKinney in, in, in the PNAP report and everything else, and that's so true. And one of the things that I was seeing about the coronavirus is that it seems to have a disproportionate attack on uh, the Asian community in, in comparison to uh, black people and to Caucasian people. Now, I, don't, I can't verify that or, or, or this or that, but that was just uh, some of the uh, indications of some of the things that, that, that's out. So, and it goes right in line with what you were saying, mm -hmm. uh, Scotty, because yes, they definitely, I think that there is definitely uh, medical uh, uh, weaponry that can be used against, you know, the biological makeup of people in forms of groups. So very, very important. Yeah, we yeah, got to be and, uh, and aware who, of that. And I, I wouldn't put it past them that they are getting samples of this coronavirus for such a, a, a biological weapon, you know. So, you yeah, know, but, no but again, that's just me speculating. That's me speculating. Now, uh, one of the first, I'm going to try to get through these articles as quick as possible, but I think they are important to include in the conversation. Now, from sciencealert.com, it seems they have, identify a possible origin for this. Now, think about this. Um, there was some diseases that were spreading in Africa because of, of the sale and the consumption of bush meat. Okay, bush meat can mean anything. It can mean monkeys. It can mean ostriches. It can mean, you know, animals that you find in the bush, in the wild. That's what bush meat is. And um, I can't remember the exact outbreak that happened, but it might have been related to HIV, but I'm not sure. My memory isn't serving me well right now. But from sciencealert.com, they're saying that this endangered species called the pangolin, that's P-A-N-G-O-L-I-N, is now a potential, keyword is potential, so they don't know for sure. But they're saying it's a potential suspect in spreading the Wuhan coronavirus to humans. So this already existed out there in the wild, uh, is what it sounds like to me. So it says, Chinese researchers investigating the animal origin of the deadly coronavirus outbreak in China said Friday, the endangered pan pangolin may be the missing link between bats and humans, but other scientists said the search may not be over. An earlier study since discredited pointed to snakes, and there remain numerous candidate species in the Wuhan wildlife market thought to be ground zero of the epidemic. The SARS outbreak of 2002 and 3 involving a different strain of coronavirus was transferred to humans by the civet. That's C-I-V-E-T, a small mammal prized in China for its flesh. So I'm going to leave it there. I got the uh, articles linked up, um, but let me just uh, share this part. It says, many animals are capable of transmitting viruses to other species, and nearly all strains of the coronavirus contagious to humans originated in wildlife. Bats are known carriers of the latest strain of the disease, which has infected at least 31,000 people and killed more 
than 630 worldwide. Well, now it's up to almost a thousand people ha- have died. Uh, but according to the Hugh, the WHO information, World Health Organization, only one person outside of China has died. But it says mostly in China where the outbreak originated. A recent genetic analysis showed that the strain of the virus currently spreading among humans has 96%, it was 96% identical to that found in bats. I think I forgot to um, to mute, mute, um, mute our line. Give me just a second on that. Sorry about the background noise. Um, so let me uh, go ahead and handle that. So, um, yeah, so they said that it is 96% identical to the virus, the same virus, which is found in bats. But according to Arnaud Fontenot from Francis Pasteur Institute, the disease likely didn't jump straight from bats to humans. We think there's another animal that's an intermediary, he told uh, AFP. Several studies have shown that the bat-borne virus lacks the necessary hardware to latch on to human cell receptors, but it's still unclear which animal is the missing link. So again, you know, they're identifying the pangolin, which is on the endangered species list, but Chinese people do eat them in the Wuhan district, and they're saying that that's a potential, potential suspect. They're not sure. Dave, do you have any comments on that article? You know, Scott, yeah, I, I, I actually uh, saw some things about that as well. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's been well noted that the wet markets um, have had a, a lot of different, you know, and people don't always practice the, the right uh, uh, hygiene um, in that type of scenario. So, yeah, I can, I can definitely see, and, and once again, the origin of this is, you know, is unknown, even though it may, they may say, hey, it came this way. It may not have come that way. Uh, but we do know that the, the overall, our, our human hygiene in dealing with certain things puts us at risk just from a lot of different things. And, and definitely I can see that uh, coronavirus being uh, uh, attributed to that form of life, that form of lifestyle and that form of cultural behavior uh, that comes with that type of risk. Right, right. You know, lots of things, lots of variables. Um, so I imagine, you know, variables. it's hard. What was that, Dave? It, like, like you said, Scotty, that was the right word. It's just many variables to this whole thing. And, and I'm going to tell you, variables become a great opportunity for plausible deniability. It really does. Yes. Now, China. China is lauding Russia and African Union support in fighting the coronavirus. It says China's foreign ministry spokesperson, uh, Jin Shuang, Monday expressed China's appreciation to Russia and the African Union member countries for their support in China's fight against the novel coronavirus. Russia's a uh, newspaper, I can't pronounce this name, but one of their newspapers wrote in an editorial that China and Russia are friends 
sharing weal and woe and spoke highly of China's measures to combat the virus. Jing said medical supplies donated by Russia arrived in Wuhan on Sunday, including more than 2 million medical masks and other medical protective supplies. He said since the outbreak, Russia has given China its firm support. Russia President Vladimir Putin sent a letter to Chinese President Xi Xi Jinping to express his condolences and highly appreciates the measures taken by the Chinese side to prevent and control the virus, Jing said. He also told reporters that Russia also sent a delegation of anti-epidemic experts to China to discuss cooperation with Chinese experts in response to the epidemic. Now, let me jump ahead um, to the part about the African Union. The African Union, and on that map, that the WHO put out, and I just, you know, mentioned earlier that the WHO now has a team on the ground in China as well, um, but they put out a map, and I linked that for you if, if you want to check it out. It is in PDF uh, file format, um, but there are no cases in, in Africa right now, okay? It's mostly in what we might call Eurasia, um, you know, a couple of European countries, but mostly Asian countries out that's close to the border of China. And there is even cases that have popped up in Russia as well. Um, but the AU, the African Union Executive Council, at the end of its 36th ordinary session on Friday, also released a statement in which AU countries expressed solidarity with China in its fight to contain the novel coronavirus epidemic. The virus prevention and control efforts are now at a crucial Stays, Gene stress, adding that the AU's strong support for China demonstrates the brotherhood between China and Africa. According to Zhang, the Ethiopian Students Association, which is in Wuhan, has issued a public proposal to support China and Wuhan, and some African students in China have also gone to the front line of the epidemic battle or train stations to serve as volunteers through this baptismal, 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 uh, the friendship between the Chinese and African people will be more profound and the China African community with a shared future will be closer. He said, um, yeah, I just hope though that it don't make its way to Africa. Um, okay. Um, so I just wanted to, uh, to share that, um, because I can, you know, yeah, go real, ahead. Real quick, can I add something to that? And, you know, I'm glad you uh, brought that up because Ethiopia is critical for the, for the continent because um, there are, there's a large number of Chinese nationals that are doing business throughout the continent. And one of the hubs of transportation or one of the hubs of disbursement is Ethiopia. Uh, and there, you know, once this virus started to take a strong position, and Wuhan was a centralized transportation hub for the country of China itself. Mm -hmm. So once this coronavirus started to uh, spread, and, and people were trying to get out of the country, and when they got on the planes and going all over the place, Ethiopia would have been one place that they would have gone. Now, something that's very important about that. And I believe that there's, there's corona uh, uh, virus people under quarantine all over the world. They're not telling anyone about them, uh, but they are being quarantined all over the world because they're not 
recording them as having coronavirus while they're under quarantine because one they may not display the symptoms right. uh and they may not show it but right. this is the thing that's very important about that is that the overall uh incubation period of the coronavirus has now been increased from five to 14 days to five to 24 days before the person starts to play in symptoms. And, and while they're asymptomatic, they still can transmit the overall virus. Right, so, right. Uh, let, let me... We are like a month, if you, real quick, if you really look at where we are, we are just a month and a couple of days into this with just China. So, man, a lot of things are going to be coming forward. All right, these are the countries that have confirmed new cases of the the novel coronavirus. So that would be China, of course, which most people are pointing to as ground zero, Singapore, Japan, Republic of Korea, Australia, Malaysia, Vietnam, Philippines, Cambodia, Thailand, India, Nepal, Sri Lanka, the United States, Um, Canada, Germany, France, Italy, the United Kingdom, Russia, Russian Federation, Belgium, Finland, Spain, Sweden, the United Arab Emirates, and um, under other is international conveyance, as I was just reading about a cruise ship which uh, has been quarantined. Nobody can get off the boat. Um, because um, uh, cases have been, 64 cases have been documented on these international conveyances, and it's mostly these cruise ships. And so one of the things I was thinking about, Dave, when I was like, well, if you don't want to catch it, you need to cancel that cruise coming up. (laughs) I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but I mean, you know, that that sounds like common sense to me. It's serious, you know. Uh, uh, the, the the cruise ships, and I think it's four of them. I think there's uh, uh, two. There's one uh, one docked in the um, in Thailand, one docked in in Japan, one docked in New York City, uh, Bayonne area, and one docked uh, somewhere else. I can't remember in Hong Kong, I believe it is. I think it's a is a couple of uh, uh, cruise ships, and now one one cruise ship has uh, uh, over a hundred and some people now have been affected because that was one of the longer ones. And it's, you know, when you're on a cruise ship, it's just like being on a plane, just recycled air. So not a good, like Scotty said, not a good look. Now I was going to share this seven minute video, um, that was saying that, uh, Corona coronavirus cases are dropping in China. Um, now that wasn't the Chinese saying that this was the world health organization, but YouTube, has deleted the video, so I can't play that for you now. I don't know if the who told them to take it down because, uh, you know, they uh, have revised that and, and found more cases in China. I, yeah. I just simply can't say, but we they have know, deleted right. the we video. Yeah, we don't know. And, you know, who uh, came out um, today and they talked about uh, a super spreader uh, that's in, in Europe, and they're really concerned about it because this, they're saying that this could just be the tip of the iceberg. And the, the super spreader was there was a, a gentleman that was in Singapore, contracted the uh, coronavirus, and then he gave it to a group of people that he was skiing with. And those uh, that family 
and, and they said that it was a, a super spreader because of how many people he, he gave it to at, at one time. Uh, so the overall, this whole thing is still evolving. Um, and like Scotty said, with so many variables, because it's, it's just hard to calculate and compute this uh, for, for a lot of different reasons. And because some of the cases aren't even being, uh, they may have the coronavirus is not being registered as that. Uh, diagnosed. As, uh, yeah, so diagnosed is that so many or, or even or even the test not registering is, is res, res, registering as a as a false negative uh, and it, it and later they they turns into being a so it's so many variables it's just like like it's I was saying view. to you Dave you know we just he hadn't been to China I don't know who he had been around but when I found out that this attacks your respiratory system and and you know it it it, yeah. it uh turns into pneumonia or a type of pneumonia and you know my my uh friend or acquaintance down the road uh died of n- pneumonia last week and so you know they don't they don't know you know what i'm saying you, it, he could have possibly had it i don't yeah. know i don't know don't. so yeah. and, and the last know. thing i wanted to say was I read another article. I did not link this one, but it just came to my memory. Is they're just now starting to deploy uh, testing equipment for it to the airports. Now, I don't know if that's going to be all the airports or if that's just going to be, you know, where international flights come in. I don't know. But, Dave, that's all all the news I wanted to share to bring people up to date, and I'm going to turn it over to you at this time. I got through it quicker yeah. than I thought I would. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that's perfect, Scotty. So we're gonna, and of course, Scotty, uh, greatly appreciate great articles. And and today I wanted to with Scotty, I wanted to talk about just some of the uh, preventive measures and, and what we should be preparing for more specifically um, in, in you know for ourselves. And and I think it's very very important because right now the U.S. every government in the world, I believe, is preparing for this, especially if they are countries that have international travel for business or for vacationing or, you know, whatever, because it may not just be an individual that is uh, from China. What it could have been is that a person that was from China may have left the Wuhan area, went to an airport, and, and, and passed some people or, or was able to infect some other people. They never been to China before or anything else. They have no ties to China. And this is where the super spreader becomes. And this person gets on a plane and goes somewhere else. And so like, like Scotty was saying, the variables are so much. So we got to definitely look at what are some of the things that we could do to prepare? Cause every government uh, is preparing. The, you, some of the things that I know about the U S is preparing um, is that they have quarantine centers outside of, you know, the FEMA regions, they have uh, about 16 to 18 quarantine centers already set up throughout the country. You know, most of these are, are military bases, and that tells you that they are fully preparing for it. There are individuals in the United States that have confirmed cases of coronavirus, and the uh, and then people that are, are under quarantine that the symptoms may have not have been shown yet and it's it's much more people than what we think um, because they're not telling about those things so we really do need to get prepared because one of the things in china 
was that their system was overloaded so quickly and so fast that this is how the overall death rate is exacerbated with something that, could, that was treatable because so many people got sick. And let me tell you something. The U.S. system here is, is no better than the Chinese system as far as being overwhelmed. It can very easily be overwhelmed even worse than the Chinese uh, system or uh, equal to just because it's a U.S. hospital or U.S. Uh, uh, institution, does that make it immune from being overwhelmed? Just think about on the weekend, a Friday night, a Saturday night, a Sunday night, if, if you got sick or you got into uh, or just sick and you went to an emergency room. The emergency rooms are already over, over capacity, uh, at capacity just with the daily overall activity of what goes on in the country. Then you add a small percentage of a, uh, a very contagious uh, virus to it. Oh, man. Well, it's, it's one, one thing, Dave, and your that resources came, will be consumed quickly. One thing that came to my mind as you were speaking, when you consider the tens of millions of people in the United States who don't even have health insurance and won't yes. go to the doctor because they don't they don't have the money to come out of pocket or something like that. And they may think they just got the sniffles or the flu or something right. like that and just try to, you know, treat it at home and 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 not get diagnosed properly because they don't have access cause of wealth inequality. So that's just something that came to my mind yeah. when you was talking about how quickly, you know, it could become a pandemic inside. It's already a global pandemic. That that's, you know, yeah. we need to say that. It's already been classified as a global uh pandemic with the risk of infection at at high, uh, I don't know what the scale is. I know China's at very high, and the rest of the world is is ranked at high. Um, you know, possibility of infection. But just thinking about the lack of access to healthcare in this country, especially in in our poor working class communities, I, man, I could see it just spreading like that, bro. Yeah, and, and, you know, to add to that, Scotty, and this is going to be what we're preparing for, you think about how underserved our communities are with medical facilities, hospitals, medical centers, and everything else. Oh, we got we major, major, major issues. And, it's and you know, I heard some nurses, U.S. nurses, and they were basically bragging about how great the U.S. medical system is. No, it's not. It's it's. Is, is not immune to what, and the humbling thing is I hope it never happens, but it looks like it's going to happen. You're going to see, and, you know, as, as I used to work as a first responder, I already know they can't take, they can't just take a regular flu uh, uh, from a school without having a triage center. So, so yeah, Scotty, it's, it's really bad. And, and those variables, as you talked about earlier, keep growing. And so we want to minimize some of that, and so we want to talk about that. So as I was saying is that the U.S. has actually have quarantine centers because they know that they're going to be using those quarantine centers because this is a global pandemic. It is the cat is out the bag, and the relief that is going to really be needed is going to be the relief of the weather to where if the weather starts getting warmer because during the cold seasons or the colder months, a virus survives and thrives in that condition. Mostly they because of well. the wetness, right? 
Yeah, because of because of the wetness and because of the overall temperatures. Because uh, uh, viruses, uh, most viruses have a hard time surviving in in the heat. So the heat uh, kills them. So this is why every flu season is in the winter, because the the overall temperature. Uh, is idea for that virus to actually, you know, get stronger and, and spread. So we're we're in that season. So one of the things also, and I got to give, you know, the the um, U.S. government, Department of Homeland Security, they have the Ready.gov, and Ready.gov has added pandemic or uh, a pandemic to their overall things that you should be preparing for. Okay, and it's and some of the things, and this is straight from uh, ready.gov, which is the uh, preparedness ready uh, website and information put out by uh, Department of, of, of Homeland Security. And it says, before a pandemic, store a two-week supply of food and water. Periodically check your regular prescription drugs to ensure continuous supply in your home. So let's just stop there real quick. We already know that you need to have a supply of water and food. Let me give you the reason why. Because in this pandemic, one of the things that's going to have to stop is human-to-human contact so that the overall uh, virus and the outbreak can be contained. So with no human contact, that means that goods no longer get uh, transported at the ways and the frequency that everyone is accustomed to right now. So very quickly, if you look at what's happening in Hong Kong, Shanghai, and and in China, there's a mad rush for the the basic staple items of food and water. You need to prepare by getting food and water now before that rush breaks out here, because it's going to. Next one, periodically check your regular prescription drugs to ensure a continuous supply in your home. For those that are are under medication, you definitely need to go grab more medication now because one of the things that's in in some of the variable things is that it's going to be uh, something that everybody's going to want as well to grab their prescriptions. But here's the the thing that's damaging with this is that the overall prescription drug uh, um, flow and the prescription drug stockpile is going to take a huge hit because China is one of the biggest producers of pharmaceuticals. Yeah, I mentioned that, Dave. Remember, I mentioned that last week. I had came across the article that said most of the drugs that the pharmaceutical companies distribute here in the United States are made in China. Are made in China. And just think about if uh, some of the people don't get their meds, and there are certain meds, you know, like the psych meds, there's so many people on psych meds, and they're not able to get those. Man, there goes another variable to an already, uh, uh, you know, a very risky situation or a very uh, um, critical situation has now just been amplified. So that's very, very important. Next one, have on non-prescription drugs and health supplies on hand, including pain relievers, stomach uh, remedies, cough, cold medicines, and once again, fluids and electrolytes and vitamins. This is very good information. This is some of the things that you definitely should be doing. And I'm getting this straight from ready.gov. I'm going to add some stuff to this as, as well. But this is very true because right now you should be trying to, let's say you do get this or you get something else and you can't 
God forbid, you get something else that's not uh, uh, coronavirus related, but you're sick because of something else, and you can't go out, you can't go to the hospital because you, the hospital is going to be the petri dish of, of of the overall virus, and you're going to have to be able to treat yourself at home. So you have to, for those of you that know that you have some of those conditions, you need to have some of that now, and you need to have a, some foresight and try to acquire some of that before it happens. Because believe me, once it's announced that hospitals are being overrun here, before that happens, and once our people getting sick here, and I'm going to tell you, mainstream media may not tell you right away because it could be happening right now and, and people don't know it. But by the time you find out, everybody is going to find out at the same time. And remember, one of the things we talked about on Tando Radio Show is that you prepare for a storm when, it's sh- when the sun is shining. You don't wait for the gale, gale force winds and the rains to start to come and the water to rise before you start to go get good. It's too late then because you're going to be competing with everyone else that was not preparing for a rainy day. So very important, those, those items there. Next, get copies and maintain uh, electrical uh, visions of your health records for doctors, hospitals, pharmacies, and other sources uh, for personal reference. And number two, talk with family and friend members and loved ones about how they will uh, be cared for if they got sick and what would be needed to care for them in your home. Very, very true. Very, very true. Because one of the things in the pandemic is you have to limit human-to-human contact. Right. Even the who, the who uh, I'm sorry, the who, no, no, the, guys, the uh, WHO, the WHO, World Health Organization, that's in this document is home care and, and quarantine in place. Yes, and, and that's very crucial. And, and quarantine in place means this. You do not let, once you quarantine, you do not let anyone in. Don't let anyone in. And that's a hard thing to do, but you got to start to prepare for that now. And that means that you're going to have to have a storehouse of things that you and your family are going to, to need. Now, remember, let me give you just the, the, the overall, uh, just a, a chronological order in somewhat for, for China. They put the cities on lockdown, and they were hoping to open the cities back up. But now the overall two-week period for just quarantine is now starting to move from two weeks to three weeks, so it could be a month. And think about if in China, no one is going to work. So as this global pandemic spreads, China is going to be the overall uh, poster child of how it's going to look everywhere else. No one is going to be going to work here either. So it's it's something that needs to be thoughtful about and take the thought period now. And this is one thing I don't like about what's going on with this virus is that no one is telling people to prepare for it before it happens because they always want to say, well, we don't want to panic the people. We don't want to panic the people. Well, listen, there's a difference between a dangerous situation that's coming be- that could possibly come before you. You should take the necessary precautions so you don't panic. People that panic is because they're not prepared. Look, I have some thoughts on that. Now, the WHO is putting out information about preparing. Um, Homeland Security is putting out information about preparing. 
but who's not mm -hmm. sharing that information. The corporate right, news. The corporate news may not be sharing those preps. You know, what you're going to do. Sure, they're reporting that it exists and, you know, uh, um, basic general information, but I'm not seeing any detailed reports on, like, how we're trying to do for the people tonight and giving them, you know, tips on preparing. And, you know, the corporate media has a self-serving interest in not wanting yeah. people to panic because they don't want the stock market to go down and them losing money. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly, Scotty. They have a vested interest in everybody going to work tomorrow. So a pandemic is the worst thing for the corporation. People don't show up. So they don't want this information to be out. They want, oh, everything is going to be. No, everything is not fine. This is far worse than even the Spanish flu. And one of the things that I looked at some stuff with the Spanish flu, you know what some of the news clippings and, and what the headlines were in the news d during the Spanish flu, what? the same propaganda that's being used right now. Oh, the Spanish flu is nothing is the common flu is worse than that. They, I mean, to the, to the T, they didn't even change it. They didn't even change it. So yes, God, this is why I was reading already.gov is yes, there is the information is being out put out there, but the thing is that the people have to start getting ready for that because if you do, then you're better prepared and you, that way the virus, the pandemic could be minimized instead of exacerbated. You know, you what, think about it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. You think about it. There are some behaviors that we should not be having. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things in Wuhan that, that I think helped spread this was that they had a, a, a banquet with 100,000 people from the city of Wuhan coming together for a banquet where they were eating together, sharing each other's plates, and they were, and, and I guarantee right after that, the overall coronavirus had exploded in Wuhan. You know, um, in that vein, in that vein, one of the things that I'm, I'm thinking about is don't go out to eat. Don't go out to eat in public, you know, to these restaurants and stuff like that. Because you don't know who's preparing your food, what they might have. I mean, where I, they been? I, yeah, you, you just where they been. You just don't know. So that's one of the precautions that I would take. Um, is I wouldn't be going to KFC. I wouldn't be going to McDonald's. I, I wouldn't be buying any food or eating any food I didn't prepare myself. Yeah, yeah, and and that is just good precaution. And I would mimic, I would really minimize my overall exposure to, to large groups of people. You know, I'm going to just say this before I move on. I know the 24th of this month is going to be the memorial for Kobe Bryant in the city of Los Angeles. And the whole city of Los Angeles is mourning uh, Kobe's passing and, and the other individuals uh, that was with Kobe and his daughter and the other individual. So... I anticipate in L.A. that there will probably, you know, you, you looked at when Nipsey Hussle uh, uh, died. Uh, there's probably going to be millions of people out. There's no way in the world I would even go around that. No way in the world. Not at this time. And I think it would even be prudent and practical for the city of Los Angeles to cancel it. But I know those individuals, they won't do it. 
You're right, they Dave. Won't do it. I agree with you because I was just reading about it's going. I think it's the Staples Center where they play. The yeah. yeah, they're already preparing yeah. a memorial um, there. Now, I had lost my train of thought, though, Dave, and and I just regained it um, when you were talking about you know them not putting out the information now. Here in North Carolina, you know, we just had a major storm. Two tornadoes touched down in the area I lived in. I live in uh, my county uh, flooded. It was flooding in the low-lying areas, especially those adjacent to the rivers and some of the streams and what have you. And you know what goes across your screen when there's a tornado warning? This, it, you know, you, you hear the little yep. siren, the American broadcast, and then it come yeah, across yeah. your television. And we, I even now, I don't even have a telephone plan, or um, you know, I got a smartphone, but I don't, it don't have mm-hmm. service on it. I, cause I rarely leave and go anywhere, but I have it hooked up to my Wi-Fi, and I even got right. a tornado warning on that. Okay, yeah, and, and and so we're not seeing anything similar like that as related to this coronavirus. No. And, and the information is there. You have to search for it because this is why. This is the mentality. They're putting you, you're on your own. You're really on your own, especially in this. So this is what uh, ready.gov has put out, and this is Department of Homeland Security, and I'm glad they put that out. Then they say during the pandemic. Now let's look at that. Now one thing I want to say, during the pandemic, there's different forms of martial law. The worst form of martial law you could ever be under is a HHS mandated martial law. Because a medical martial law is the most draconious martial law there is. There is. It's worse than any other form of martial law because the overall authority and the extension of the of authority is immediate because of the circumstances. There's nothing worse than, than a medical martial law. And that's what is... Uh, China's under a medical martial law right now. When they quarantine these cities, that's a medical martial law. And... The violation of those things is not always arrest. The violation of those things is that they may even just shoot you on sight because they don't want to get close to you because they don't want to come in contact with you. It's, this is, this is serious, serious, folks. So let's take a look at during the p- pandemic. And the, during the pandemic, here's the key to why this can be so draconious in the overall actions. To limit the spread of germ and prevent infection. So that means where they can snatch people up and take them to a, 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 a FEMA uh, quarantine camp or whatever they want to call it. They can do this. They can do that. And, and the overall contact, one of the things that is, is very uh, prevalent in, in, and I would tell you the United States would be one of the most draconious uh, 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 forms of medical martial law because the first thing that they teach all of the the the, uh, the um, first responders by being either national guard or the or the local or the police departments or are the the augmenting forces with them is safety of them first. 
So if you're someone that they suspect of you is being sick, you don't be surprised if, if they don't just shoot you if you don't do what they tell you to do. Hey, they're already shooting over a thousand of us a year anyway. Already. So in, in this one is, is even more. They're not going to sit there and fight with you. It's, and one of the things that, that is also possibly you have to look at doing is that you got to be able to, to uh, provide for yourself because I'll tell you, they will board you up in place so you can't even get out your house. Because the key is to, to limit the spread of the germ and prevention so it's human contact that's avoided. Number one, avoid close contact with people who are sick. How will you know if someone is sick if they're not displaying the overall symptoms of it? Right. That means that everyone is suspect of being sick. Right. That's one of those variables. That's, Scotty, when you said the word variable, that's, that's coronavirus variable is really what it is. It's really what this is. And this is a glo it's global. When you're sick, keep your distance from others. Protect them from getting sick, too. Now, you got to think about this. Someone that is sick is so weak, they're delirious, they're not even thinking about anyone else. They just want help. They just want help. That takes a lot of discipline for someone to stay away from people when they're sick, when everything that we've been taught was that if you're sick, go get help. And not only that, your body, is you know that you, you need help, very, very hard to do. You know so you what? You need to prepare for that. You know what? A point, uh, uh, a point to what you're saying is I remember um, the Ebola virus had hit Liberia real bad. And there was a guy who knew he had it and jumped on the plane and came to the United States anyway. It's death, people, it's self-preservation. There's a lot of people that had the coronavirus, knew that they were sick, and they knew if I stay in, in China, I won't be seen. They're going to send me to a hospital where there's a, a bunch of people there, and they might as well sign my death warrant. Best thing that I could do is get on a plane, go to a foreign country, and say, yes, I'm from here, and I think I'm sick. That way they'll put me right away in quarantine in the bed where they can treat me because this overall virus is something that is survivable if all of the overall variables are there for you to survive. If you're relatively healthy, uh, you don't have any complications, uh, diabetes, um, uh, uh, strong kidneys, other things going on, uh, uh, your heart, everything else. If you have other ailments with this overall sickness, it, your, your immune system is already being taxed by whatever it is that you're already fighting so you're more susceptible to it. So people, have, of course, they're going to try to go get themselves taken care of. And they're not going to be thinking about who they're risking when they're sick. I'm already sick. Get me well. You know what, what though, Dave, uh, but uh, also outside of just the human urge of self-preservation, um, but a lot of people may not even know they got it, man. Because they don't listen, even know they got li listen right. to the symptoms. Li listen to the symptoms. Now, this comes to you from CDC.gov for 2019 Novel Coronavirus Symptoms. Now, why they call first thing, though, they why they say 2019 and not 2020? Yeah, right. 
So right. it's, po- it's possible this thing started back in December or November or, or November. October yeah. at some time, yeah. and, and that's why it has that yeah, designation of 2019. Mm-hmm. Now it says, for confirmed 2019 ENCOV infections, reported illnesses have ranged from people with little to no symptoms to people being severely ill and dying. Symptoms can include a fever, a cough, and shortness of breath. Hell, that sounds like the flu to me. That's the flu. Muscle ache and, and things all of those. Man, shoot. It's, that's, you won't know what it is look, that you look, Yeah, runny nose, headache, cough, sore throat, fever, a general feeling of being unwell. I wouldn't know that that... I got coronavirus. I might think I just got the flu. Let me go to um, Dollar yep. General and get me some Theraflu. And then I'm spreading yep. the coronavirus. Right, right. That's you what makes this so dangerous, know. man. Yeah, this is this is really bad. And, and one of the things about this also, and then we're going to get into some of the things that you, one of the things about this is now being discovered that if you had the coronavirus once, your body doesn't make up the, the anti, antivirals to be able to prevent you from getting it again. So you can relapse and get it and catch it again. So there's this no is, natural immunity that can be built up. No. No. And usually when you catch something, you automatically be, become immune to it because your body has the overall coding on how to defeat it. Not this one is what is, is being said. Not this one. You could catch this. You could have relapse. Or you could catch it again. It's a coronavirus. We catch the cold and we catch the flu. People can catch the flu year after year. So this is serious. So now, here, here it is. Number two. Uh, number, uh, number three. Cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when coughing or sneezing. It may prevent those around you from getting sick. That's very important. Something you should be doing anyway. Yeah. Right. You should be doing that anyhow. Wash your hands and and, uh, will often help to protect you from germs. Now, let me stop. Let me just say this. This is very important. How you wash your hands is very important. And what you wash your hands with, uh, antibiotic, uh, anti, oh, shoot, uh, uh, Antibiotic uh, soaps will not kill a virus. It kills bacteria. Antibacterial soaps are for bacteria and bacteria only. Bacteria is a living entity. A virus isn't. So you have to have the appropriate things to kill a virus. So that's one thing we're going to talk about in a second. And then avoid touching your, your eyes and nose, what they're saying. Practice good hygiene habits. Get plenty of sleep. Uh, be physically active, active. Manage your stress. Drink plenty of fluids, water, or electrolyte water. Please, living water, not just regular water, and eat nutritiously. Okay, now, so let's go to some of the things you should be looking at and getting. Some of the things that you should be looking at and getting. Hey, Dave, could you could you yeah. hold off on that? Let me take a station identification yeah. break yeah, real quick so I don't have to interrupt you. All right. You're listening to Black Talk Radio News with Scotty Reed on the Black Talk Radio Network. Uh, listen, we uh, are we have a fundraiser, 
but I'm doing it a little different this year. What I'm looking for is to get 2,000 members of BTR Community, which is a social media platform that's like a cross between Facebook and Twitter. You know, um, it's different from the first one we had launched, but I had trouble with that software. It was very complicated, so I switched software to something that I could uh uh, manage more simply since you know I don't have a staff because I don't have funds to hire a staff so you can help us um, you know continue our work continue our platform and do and even expand you know our, our media offerings by joining BTR community at $24 a month no not $24 a month $24 every six months no not $24 every six months $24 a year, $24,000 a year. Now, come on, just on this digital radio stream right here, and we have other digital radio streams on the platform, but just this one, we average 30,000 individual listeners every month. Thirty thousand. All I'm looking for is 2,000 people to get a BTR subscription. So that's your gift. So it's not like you just giving it to us. You're getting something in return, and you're not going to get any of your personal information, data mined. You're not even going to see any advertisement or any of those type of things like you see on these other social media platforms. So that's one of the ways I'm hoping by December, okay, by December, we can have at least 2,000 out of that 30,000 that's listening to this radio stream every month. And that doesn't even include the other additional tens of thousands that's downloading podcasts, all right? So, like Dave would always say, don't eat the fruit if you're not going to feed the roots. We'll be back on the other side. Make Black Talk Radio your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. All right, Dave, we're back. Man, Scott, and um, I will be making mine, be doing mine uh, tomorrow because Black Talk Radio Network, this platform is so, so essential because you need it, but that's why you're here. So I will be feeding the roots myself, Scotty, and I appreciate you and thank you for doing it. Uh, it's well-deserved and well-needed. So we... um. Scotty, you know, we're going to go into, let's go into just some of the things that every person, everyone should be looking at getting. Um, every person is, every person is different as far as their demographics, where you live, uh, and the, your circumstances and your overall conditions. So this needs to be looked at from that standpoint as well. Now, I'm going to, uh, want to get into just some of the things that I think that you should be acquiring right now before they become in short supply or not available at all. So now when it comes to the, the hygiene, your, your, your hygiene, one of the things with hygiene is also providing for your overall internal hygiene of your immune system and supporting that. You should be looking at things that support your immune system, vitamin D, uh, vitamin D3, uh, vitamin C, vitamin B6, vitamin B, uh, B16 or B12. Uh, and all of those different things, you need to be looking at that uh, elderberry uh, syrup. You know, you need to be looking at those things that support your overall immune system, colloidal silver, nanoparticle silver, 
nanoparticle silver that you can uh, put into your eyes as, as is so that you can get it into your bloodstream right away. You should be supporting your immune system through diet, through uh, water, and through, um, you know, supplements that support it. But you got to drink a lot of water with these as well. So definitely I would be moving into that right now because a stronger immune system, the best remedy is a stronger immune system. A strong immune system will, will mean that you have a better chance of fighting off the infection. Your immune system is so strong, you probably – you could have got certain things and then never it never turned up as or turned into uh, uh, the full blown of what it is that you thought. You, I mean, what what it is a possible that you could have got? There could have been some people that if their immune system wasn't as strong as it would have gotten, they would have got coronavirus or they would have got Ebola. But because their immune system was strong enough uh, and was augmented enough, it was able to fight it off. Very, very important. That is the, one of the most important things is being able to address the overall virus in your body. So also washing uh, the hygiene of keeping yourself clean um, and being able to disinfect yourself. One of the things that's never talked about really is disinfecting yourself. You're going to have to disinfect yourself because you're going to be going into contaminated environments that you don't know is contaminated. If we were able to see it, and then, like it, you know, it would be much easier to apply. But you need to have good uh, hygiene practices and the appropriate hygiene practices for now. And what I suggest that you you do is create your own little bottle or spray bottle that you can carry with you on your daily, and wash your hands and spray yourself off from time to time. And some of the things that I would do in that for your hand washing your hands, your overall body. Whatever is exposed is what the, the, the actual virus could attach to. So if you touch something, you get the virus on your hand, you don't know. If you have the appropriate uh, um, wares before it gets into your body, you won't even know it, but you may have the chance to, to kill it off or to have it already on you to where it doesn't, you know, it, 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 it doesn't really, uh, 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 you know, get with you or it, it starts to kill it. Or, or diminish it very quickly. Some of the things that I would be looking at is getting a, a, a bottle and putting soap in it, like this, you know, regular uh, uh, soap, liquid soap. You want it, the soap for the adhesiveness of it and putting actually uh, some bleach in it. You want to have uh, sodium hypochlorox, which is regular bleach, or calcium hypochlorox, which is another... It's, it has the germ virus-killing abilities, but it is not the sodium-based one, okay? Regular bleach, having a solution of bleach to where your bleach has a 0 0.1 uh, strength effect to it. So where it has a, a slight, and, and, and one thing that I learned, to where you have a slight bleach scent to it that you can smell. It's not overwhelming, but you can smell it. Add that with the soap, add some alcohol with it, um, and you want it, the stronger the proof of alcohol, there's also 91% rubbing alcohol. You also want to use that, uh, put that, make a, a cocktail of that with the bleach and the soap. That means it, it'll stick to you a little bit longer, have the appropriate lotions uh, so that the, the, the uh, bleach doesn't actually dry your skin skin out all the way. And 
boom, there it is. That's a disinfectant because you're going to have to disinfect yourself, okay? Then you're going to have to be able to disinfect your home, your air in your home. If you can afford to get, uh, find out the different ways in disinfecting viruses and germs in your home through uh, air filters, through uh, um, and things of that, uh, uh, air purifiers, uh, now's the time to get those type of things. The different uh, remedies that that will that you can actually uh, help burn that that help with that. You find out what those are. These are the things you need to be acquiring now, okay? Because one of the things is that you can't see this as it comes along, and it looks like it's aerosol bound, where it's in the air and you can catch it from being in the air. This is, you know, probably uh, one of the some of the things that is 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 happening. So you want to look at that. You want to be able to disinfect your home with bleach, uh, your countertops with soap and bleach, because one of the things about uh, uh, viruses that I've learned is that just because you, you it doesn't kill it right away, it's going to you, you have to have uh, some time in the disinfected zone to where the virus may get killed. It may not get it right away. You know, get those uh, wipes, the different wipes, I'm not going to say which ones to get, but there are some bleach ones. It's up to you as long as you can get those type of things. Acquire those things now, okay? Very, very, very important to, to, for, for you to do. Also, look at being able to purify your air in your home and the, the different ways that you can do that, okay? Very important that we do that. Get some of the appropriate equipment. Um, that you need if you have to go out into the overall public. Me, I would rather have a a respirator. My my preference would be not to go out at all, but sometimes you can't. But if you do go out and you're going to go around people, you don't know who has it, who doesn't, and if you're in an affected zone and everything else, to have their appropriate equipment. equipment. I wouldn't want to be in Wuhan or in a Wuhan type of environment without having a respirator on and protecting my hands and protecting my body as well. And respirators means that your your overall face is actually, and your breathing is actually, uh, uh, a, there's a barrier between you and the outside environment to where the overall virus can, can actually uh, be filtered as much as possible uh, between you and the environment. So I would go with a respirator first, and then if you didn't have that, some goggles, and then an N95 ma uh, 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 mask, or, you know, something over your face and your mouth, and, you know, something with your eyes. A lot of people aren't looking at protecting their eyes, because it is getting into the mucous membrane uh, entrance of, of your body. So you want to protect your, your the uh, apparent ones, and that being your mouth, your nose, and your eyes. So definitely look at the appropriate uh, equipment there. Then you got to look at your children as well for those things and, and have the appropriate, uh, you know, remedy for, for, for those individuals and your special care need individuals. So there are multiple things. And then, of course, you want to be able to, the best thing to do is to stay out of, contact with people during this time. So in order for you to do that, you got to self-quarantine yourself from everybody else. It's not just a quarantine for people that are, that are, 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 are ill, but the quarantine is for the people that aren't ill. 
So they don't get it. And that's very, very important. So you're going to have to self-quarantine yourself and be able to do that and have the overall staple resources of food, water, and the necessities of life that you can have so that you don't have to go out. Man, really think about the position that the, some of the communities and cities of China are in. They can't go to work. A lot of people say, oh, that's cool. No, but they've become a prison to their own home. They can't go out. They don't have the appropriate uh, 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 the appropriate equipment like respirators to go out. So they're scared to go out. It's, it's like a risk. It's, it's completely and, – and one of the things about it is that a pandemic – is really one of the worst things you ever want to be in because you're limited. You can't just go out because you can get sick from just going out and you can't get any treatment. And who do you think in, in those situations want to get sick and then have to go to a quarantine zone, a government-sanctioned quarantine zone, or to a hospital? Or you get sick, all of a sudden you tell the hospital, I'm sick, and then they take your information down and then you get a knock at the door. You got to come with us and your whole family. So this is serious. This isn't something that we are saying could happen. It is unfolding in the worst kind of way with the country with the most people on the planet. Half his overall population is under quarantine. I think before the end of this month, probably before the end of this week or, or early next week, the whole country of China will be under quarantine. and the mass hysteria that goes along with that is debilitating. And in today's world, people are able to get to one side of the globe and to the other side of the globe in a very quick and expedient way. So it's definitely a pandemic, definitely a pandemic. Your overall, you have to disinfect your clothing I would say once you're in an affected zone, you're going to have to set up a decontamination zone in your home so that you don't take the overall uh, uh, virus that could be on your shoes into your home, and you want to disinfect that as well. Might want to just burn them. <laughs> yeah, he's right. You might you might want to just spray them down with something, and and you know that, and and it, but you know if you've been in a real infected zone, as Scotty just said. Man, you're going to have to disinfect, take that stuff off, bag it, burn it, and then you definitely disinfect yourself. You're going to have to put a decontamination zone where, where you live if you're in heavily populated areas. Someone like Scotty doesn't have to worry about these type of things to that degree. To that degree. But everything that comes in needs to be de uh, decontaminated. So... What you want to do is have some bleach soap for your shoes that you can you can wash them off on with with the proper gloves and everything else, and you got to wear your respirator or your your mask to protect you from inhaling it while you're doing that as well. These are all the things that you have to do, and it's exhausting because you don't know if you're doing this haphazardly or you did it and it did work because. If you know that it is, is productive in what you're doing, it makes it a whole lot easier to do it, but you can't see that. So these are practices you're going to have to believe in. 
and do. So, very, very, very important. So, those are some of the just the things you got to have the food, the water, the decontamination uh, stuff. Then you need to have the overall necessities to be able to treat yourself or family members that happen to get sick from the virus or from something else. Because it might just not just going to be the virus that you're going to be dealing with. It could be something else. And one of the things in this, in a pandemic, this is more important than anything else. In a pandemic, you can't get sick, injured, or in trouble. Can't do it. Can't can't do it. Just imagine if you if you were like riding your bike or in your car and you get in a car accident and you require medical attention. Well, the the the, the vehicle, the medical, the param, the paramedics that come could be contaminated. Their vehicle could, could be contaminated. The gurney could be contaminated. And then now you got your car injury, and now you just got this. So are you exposed to hey, this? Hey, Dave, though, I, I do want to correct you on one thing. I do have to worry about it. Although I live in a rural area and I don't have that many neighbors, I got nieces and I got a niece that yes. comes to the yes. house who's an airline stewardess. I got nephews that oh. go to school. I got grandkids that go to school. The variable. I got yeah. a sister who who works outside the house. You know what I'm saying? That has to that works yes, in Charlotte I, and what have you. So hey, they could easily track something in. Man, Scotty, the variables is as what you said. The variables are so, and you have to talk with your family. Listen, we have to take this serious because if. Your sense of ennui can kill everybody or get everybody sick. It's bigger than just us as individuals. It's, it's something that affects us collectively. Very, very important. Extremely. So we're going to have to come up with practices. It's like I didn't know that Scotty had those variables, but Scotty knows that he's got to prepare for that now. Definitely have to prepare for that. And and I'm going to tell you, one of the things is... Oh, my you know, God, Dave. I, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. This is a real news story from Breaking911.com. CBP officers at Virginia Airport intercept dead birds and passenger baggage from China. That's crazy. I, I people are, and and I'm gonna tell you, Scotty. This there are so many variables with that. The spreading of this as well as you, as you. Wow. Why are you have to look at if you are trying to avoid you you can't be halfway pregnant. You either are or you're not. If you don't want this to be a global pandemic, you can't care about the stock market or the corporations. They won't exist if you continue to act as if you can just ignore reality. You can't ignore reality. 
I mean, you can ignore reality, but you won't be able to ignore the consequences of your ignorance. We're at a global pandemic. Global transportation should be only by necessity under very strict guidelines. And believe me, I don't like giving the so-called authorities because it's a dangerous thing. But is where we are in this one. Because there's going to be individuals that are irresponsible that are going to make other people sick. So it's it's um, not it's it's definitely a global pandemic. And think about think about the ones that they didn't catch. What that what got through that they didn't catch? Just because they caught something doesn't mean that is they got it. No. You know how many people travel. You don't know the agendas of any of the travelers. So, who? Then you have to look at preparing for illness at home. You need to acquire those things, but let's just say for this pandemic, you need to acquire the overall uh, nasal congestion or the, just the congestion things that flu. You need to acquire those things, cough syrup, all that other stuff. I was hearing a story that Right now, and this is on one of the mainstream media ones, that cough syrup is illegal in in the country. Because if you if you go into the pharmacy, they don't have it, and if you ask them for it, they take your name down. And then all of a sudden, you get a knock at the door. What did you need cough syrup for? Come with us. So you're going to have to be able to get those things before those things are actually prohibited or restricted. And they're going to be restricted by way of, uh, of uh, government regulations, and they're going to be restricted by the overall demand that other people will be placing on them. You'll be re- lucky if you even get it. But you got it now. I'm fully for Preparing while nobody else is looking. The most appropriate time to do it. Most appropriate time to do it. So then, after that, another thing that we got to prepare for is the aftermath. Once the spring comes, once the weather changes, starts getting warmer. One of the things that we also have to take into account is what is everything going to be looking like after this? How is the overall global paradigm going to change? I saw where there was the Commerce Secretary, and I talked about this last time, talked about this is going to be good for the United States in, in Mexico because all those manufacturing jobs in China are going to have to come here. Why in the world would you say that? Do you really think that China is going to allow that and just let that go? Then there was another 
high-profile hedge fund manager. I know. I mean, he said it, so I'm going to say Kyle Bass of the Bass family said that basically he hopes that the virus runs through all of the government officials in China. Why would you say that? Social what do you think that those people are going to look at, at, at you as? What makes you think that they're going to let you gloat in their overall demise, regardless of how you feel that they're going, how they're handling the situation? There's some things that you don't do. Don't antagonize them at this moment. Maybe, just maybe, that they'll let somebody get through with some of that stuff and bring it here since you want to be an arrogant. Well, Dave, not, not even that. But their hacking capabilities, they can shut the grid down. Scotty, I, man, that was where we was going next. You're absolutely right. I'm telling you, China is not going to go down quietly. I mean, you got to be, you got to be, I mean, you really got to be a sociopath to even come out your mouth. But that just reminds me what Chris Matthews was saying about Bernie Sanders. Oh, I don't know what kind of socialist he is. Uh, 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 all I know is uh, if he gets elected, a uh, socialist might be shooting me, shoot, rounding up people and shooting down people in Central Park. That's that old Red Scare Cold War propaganda. And then it's also white supremacy. I don't know the guy's race, but, you know, and if he's black, then it could be American supremacy. We're not immune yeah. to that. Look, Kyle Black Bass is white. Yeah. And it just, it's just irresponsible. When, you're, when you have that type of, of, of global exposure, at this time, the best thing to do is, is support China or else, Maybe they're going to be looking at you as how this, because we don't know what the real variables on this are. I bet you this, they know exactly what happened. I don't. I don't. It's, it's, it's just so the aftermath, you have to prepare for this aftermath. And how you look at it is you look at what's already happening with some people right now. You look at what's happening in China. People are now, they're going on to their second week. People are starting to lose their mind. And they're hungry. They're desperate. They've gone from civilized to feral. And Dave, I don't know if you saw this story, but it was some dude here in the United States Another sick individual going to put on a medical mask and go up in Walmart talking about he had the coronavirus. You're going to get all type of sickos. Yeah, you're going to get you're going to get all type of sickos. It, 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 I, I didn't hear about that, but I, I heard about uh, one dude uh, getting on a um, wanting to get on a plane with a, a full NBC suit. I ain't mad at him. But guess what? Maybe you should have just missed the flight. There may come a time where you're going to have to look at, hey, is the danger and risk greater than what it is that I'll get out of returning this? Some of you may have to say, yeah, this may not be a flight to China, 
but it is still a fight with people on it with recirculated air and they could have the, the virus is here i don't want to be in that closed case if you put yourself in that overall confinement you're risking it i will tell you the world will never be the same as it was before this for quite some time. From quite some time. Because we are just in the beginning of this. And the more that we know that and we see that, we can see the overall necessity for us to prepare for this marathon, this unglamorous marathon, because there's nothing fun or funny about this at all. This is going to test the best of us, going to test the best parts of us, and is going to display the worst of us. So it's really something that we we definitely need to look at. Another thing, if the overall food chain is – because you have to remember, China is the manufacturing engine of the world. You can't just replace them with their output, with their frequency, with what they've been putting out. It's already, we are already guaranteed to have a disastrous economic by just the two weeks of China being shut down. We don't know when China is going to be back online. And when it comes back online, what, what is it going to come back online with? So what you're saying that that could result here in a rise in prices. Oh, my gosh. M- worse than a rise of prices, the availability of things won't be here. Right, right. You know, just as you said that food, as I smell my pinto beans in there cooking, I was just sitting here thinking, oh, man, I need to go get me some bags of of pinto beans and and rice and stuff, some dry goods. Yes, right. Yep, dry goods, canned goods, seeds for next year. And, hope you know, there's, there's things that you have to look at this practically. While everybody else is saying, I don't worry about it, it's going to be all right, this is the time for you to get the essential stuff that you are going to see in shortage, and that's going to be everything, but this is the time to do it. If you go and get a bag of rice right now, instead of doing something else, watching this, watching the game, doing this, doing that, if you go get a bag of rice right now, you mean to tell me if this doesn't turn into a global pandemic, you can't still cook that rice later? But if you don't go get this rice now, when everybody else is fighting for that rice and you get on the short end of the, st- end of the stick, you won't be able to cook that rice. The guarantee. You have nothing to lose by preparing. You're running the risk of losing everything by getting caught unprepared, unnecessarily unprepared, because there are some things that you can't prepare for because you have no clue of. That's just life. 
But if you're more balanced in that, you'll be able to uh, handle it a whole lot easier. One of the greatest things that's hurting us is our constant bombardment to interacting and have interaction relationships in fear. We love fear to entertain us. We we deal with everything that we deal with people and our relationship is based off of fear. We don't know the difference between danger, recognition, and fear. We're scared of being scared. We only want to hear the good. We don't want to hear about the threat. And that's one of the most important things that we need to prepare for is our overall mental state and how we deal with things. Because regardless of how prepared you are or how not prepared you are, that's the one thing that is always going to be challenged. So the aftermath, we've got to start thinking about the aftermath. The economic disposition that's going to happen. The economic disposition is going to put us in. We weren't in the we weren't in the best of shape at all. We weren't even on in the best of shape. We were we were critical already. So you're going to have to devise a a, a plan, a long term plan to deal with this as well. It's not just the overall announcement that is here. What if they don't announce it? One of the things about this is that you can't hide this. You can't hide this. It comes, and then all of a sudden, boom. It changes, and the overall race to survive it becomes the sprint. And it unfolds rapidly and deeper every day. Every day. So this is the reason why. There's the things you need to get. So those staple things are the first things that you need to get. It's hard to come up with everything that you, you need to get because everyone is different. But everyone needs a plan. Get with your immediate family That's and why the people that you're going to. Well, to, I'm sorry. Uh, um. Yeah, cause you know everybody don't have savings, and and you know how yeah. a lot of us living paycheck to paycheck. But that's why I mentioned pinto beans and rice, cause you know what I'm saying. They don't cost a lot, man. They don't. They don't cost a lot, but they're very nutritious. You get it. Get it now. Because I'm gonna tell you that pinto beans and rice, the overall availability and the price of those things are gonna be out of reach. Gonna be out of reach. So make a plan with your family members or your friends or who you're going to actually, your overall alliance, your allies. Start coming up with the things that you're going to do. Plan for this stuff. If nothing happens, you'll be good. But I guarantee you, whenever you plan to, to, to survive a situation, one day that planning is going to be put to use and you're going to be glad that you have the overall intestinal fortitude to do it.
So a plan. You got to start establishing a plan in your immediate contacts with people. Who are you going to who are you going to self-quarantine yourself with? How many people? What are those needs? How much water? How are you going to deal with, you know, um everything, the everyday life things. So those those things and you got to think about everything and I would say include as many people in that thought process as you possibly can because everyone is is should have a different view on things so that you can have a better scope of what to do. Very important. You're going to want to be able to, if you had to, if you had to treat someone in your home or in your apartment or where you live, can you isolate them by putting them like in, in even in some form of uh, like an incubator that's made of plastic. So that means that you're going to need to go get plastic uh, uh, um, sheets from hey, Walmart. John, John I mean, from, Travolta. Uh, John Travolta, the boy in the bubble. The boy in the bubble, right. Real quick question, you know, Dave, as we get ready to wrap it up, though. Um, is there any word on how they're even treating these people? Yeah. Uh, one is is that it's it's like uh, since the different everyone has a different uh, severity to it. The people that have other illnesses, uh, they're they're having the complications of their illness with this, and it's it's, it's causing some major problems. So it depends on. But it's uh, from my understanding they're treating it more like you know a corona f- flu or a a, a pneumonia. Okay. Um, okay. Because a lot of people, you know, display those things, and, and so the most know, vulnerable the people are are babies, young children, and the elderly. Well, actually, uh, I think that they're saying that it doesn't affect the children anywhere near as bad. That's what was one of the dangerous okay. things is them being super spreaders because the child had the overall virus but was asymptomatic where they weren't sick at all, but they were uh, spreading the virus. So for some reason it, it, it is uh, having some, is showing some characteristics of, of, of not affecting children. So it sounds like to me that if you come down with it with some flu-like symptoms, pneumonia-like symptoms, there's not any particular medication, but isolation, self-quarantine, keep fluids, and I guess yep. eat as yep. much as you can to keep your strength up. Yep, and and, and it's basically the flu uh, decongestions. You got to get cough medicine, decongestive stuff. Those type of things, uh, they, you know, and they said if it doesn't overwhelm the system, that they would be able to treat people and have a better success rate. Uh, and, you know, that would, but what they won't be able to do is the contagion part of it. But that's what that's what's really killing them is is, is the contagion part of it, uh, of it having an R not of four or three is is just overwhelming for the resources, uh, the so medical you're saying, resources. So you're saying for the layman, it's spreading too fast. It's spreading. Too, I'm sorry, Scotty. Yes, it's spreading way too fast, and you, you, you. Uh, it's it's so highly contagious that people are affect, uh, uh, inflicting other people with it in a different degree. So it's something that uh, that I've heard 
that you can actually uh, treat at home if you have the overall stuff. But in like in Japan, there's so many people, so dense with people that they don't have the supplies and the resources. And so this is where people are going untreated, and now they're getting their system, their immune system and their bodies just can't take it without the overall appropriate medical assistance. Ventilation, uh, oxygen, uh, IVs, and all that other stuff, rehydrating the body and everything else. So those are the things that uh, end up uh, being, you know, relatively fatal because this, this is no joke. The flu, you know, and flu like uh um the flu species they kill they definitely kill okay well there yeah. it, it, and, and one thing is is also a lot of people with the fever uh you know the fever is something that's good because that's that's your body heating up to fight the the overall virus so okay. you want to be able to have the fever and support the fever with other things because that's your immune system kicking in and fighting it and that's how it it, it destroys the, the virus you know you saying um that you know it doesn't viruses don't thrive well in heat um that's a good thing for right. us right here in north carolina man because it ain't been we may have had two or three cold days below 40 you know but it's been basically warm difference. yeah and that makes a big difference the viruses don't like the heat they don't, the viruses doesn't like the heat. So also so, one last thing, um, keeping your heat turned up in the house, would that help? Yeah, yeah I, you know, that I don't know, uh, Scotty. Um, I, that's a good one, you know, but I know bacteria loves, uh, you know, the heat, but viruses generally don't. And, and I think that this strand, this is why the, the coronavirus uh, is, is seasonal from different months, the cold okay. months. So okay. I, I think that that definitely could definitely be, you know, something that could be looked at. It doesn't like that. It doesn't like the heat. All right. Well, Dave. I didn't even think about that, Scotty. You, you're right. I mean. I mean, I'm I just speculating, man, and spitballing, you know, things pop into my head yeah. and I ask questions. So, but. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know, Scotty. And, and, uh, but yeah, I, I would I would think that that would help, you know, probably couldn't help hurt. So. Man, Scotty, thank you so much, man. We'll keep an eye on this. Everyone, please go get prepared. Support the network. Uh, make a donation so that this this type of programming can continue to grow and get you what it is that you need daily. All right, Dave. Love and, you, Scotty. and I know you down there where they got some of them people quarantined, man, but I, I, yeah. I'm confident that you know, uh, you know how to keep your family safe, man, but going to keep you in our thoughts and prayers. Yes, both ways, Scotty. You as well. All Man, right. if you need something, Scotty, let me know, okay? All right, I will. All right. All right, brother. Okay, so that brings us to the conclusion of this broadcast of BTR News. Um, I'll probably be back on air next time with New Abolitionist Radio for a live broadcast. I will try to put out some podcasts um, in the meantime, but um, we do have a new time. For New Abolitionist Radio, which I also co-host along with Tag, and that's on Sunday nights at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. So until then, if I'm not back on air, peace and blessings to all. Be safe out there.